NBA kicks off this week, which is really cool because Bet Online is one of the sponsors of the JT and Looney podcast. And Bet Online is your top spot for all your NBA betting action this season. Major League postseason's going on. We've got NFL and college football. NHL's in full swing. Bet Online is your number one source for any of your betting news, betting trends, betting predictions. Get into the wonderful world of wagering if you're not right now at Bet Online. 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code BLEAV. Believe, as in the Believe Audio Network, our platform for the JT and Looney podcast. So grab your phone if you don't already have it in your hand. And go to betonline.ag, and you'll really be happy with it. Bet online where the game starts. Well, we got our wires all set. We're ready to go. Our studios are set. Yeah, Someday when they give us the Podcast of the Year award, they're going to they're gonna remember what we did and how we built this platform because now everybody's got a platform. Everybody's could, right. got a platform. Well, they you think pl- they've got a platform. A what they've done is they've accomplished enough in their life to be able to afford to buy a phone, and then <laughs> and they mix that up with platform. Yeah. Well, I go back long enough when you used to mock you know, satellite radio and other platforms. And now you're on TV and on the NBC lot and you have makeup on certain days and you got a really good podcast and you got all this stuff. So you're very busy and you have several platforms. Oh yeah. And that's a lot of fun. And of course we used to make fun of any platform that we weren't on. And then once we get on that platform, we'd stop making fun of it. And, you know, I have a a friend, my friend, Jerry Coleman, uh, worked in Baltimore, works in Baltimore has a podcast with Adam Jones, the baseball yes. player, the great Oriole. And uh, before he started, you know, when uh, when he got whacked, and he was a great, you know, he was a great Baltimore talk show host, you know, and then they fire the older guys and hire younger guys cheaper. It happened to us. And, I, and he was talking about starting a podcast, and I joked with him, and I said, my special needs cousin does a podcast uh, out of his grandmother's basement, which is true. And... Uh, <laughs> And so then after that, he got to podcast with Adam Jones, and he had, to, he had to let me know quite often that he was making money with his podcast that he wasn't doing it out of his grandmother's basement. <laughs> Absolutely. To, and we encourage uh, everybody on every platform. Part of this podcast is what we do is we try to tell younger broadcasters indirectly on the journey that we've been on because right. we've both been on a really unique journey. The only thing I mock at any point in my career still is the podcast that I know this one's better than or the many radio shows that I know I'm better than. Yes. And we take, you know, I take a veiled shot at that here or there, but I like to remind everybody that you cannot get into the industry of broadcasting, which is at any level, on your phone, podcast, headset, studios, national syndication, TV, unless you work your ass off. Like today, right. I just got out of my cold plunge, right? I did my cold plunge in my- Love it. So and I have you. my coffee here, my morning coffee, and I'm going to do a YouTube live tonight, and I'm going to do a radio Are you show. enjoying that, the YouTube yeah, live? I, I love it. I think it's pretty cool. We'll do more yeah. of that, and this is going up on that YouTube page, this platform, so we're just adding another one. And then, you know, the Mad Dog shows I've done the last couple of nights, and traveling with the Raiders and doing the pregame and postgame from Soldier Field, 
I don't deserve a juice box or a pat on the back. And it isn't hard work. as you A, participate, a participation trophy? Yeah, you don't want I'm, one of I'm those? just participating in podcast and radio shows. It's not putting out oil fires. It's not right. running towards the fire. What it is is just working my ass off in this space when I can and carving out time to talk. That's all we're doing. We're carving out time right. throughout the day. You, you minus the sleep which for me is kind of weird, but you take out the sleep, you take out commuting, you take out this or that, and you have X amount of hours in a day for us to talk. And you and I have to find time to get together and talk. That's all this is. Anyone can do it, but to do it right, you got to do it consistently and you got to do it with passion and energy. Well, right. Find something. You know, I saw Seinfeld talking to Howard Stern and Seinfeld was talking about how, Every every moment he's awake, he's wondering if anything is material for comedy. And Howard Stern says that sounds like torture. And Seinfeld agrees it is torture. It's a gift, <laughs> but it's torture. Yeah. And then he's and then he talked about how in life you can be happier if you find the torture you're comfortable with, and whether it's you know going to the gym or the relationship that you're in, uh, and or uh, or what you do for a living. And, and it, it really sometimes it, we've always joked about when we whine or complain about what we're doing, we always have the sense of humor that, well, what we're doing isn't as hard as what a lot of other people are doing. Well, the only torture that I've gone through as a broadcaster now going 27 years, I think the best work I'm doing, I hope, is now. The only yeah, torture I, I have is when my bosses think I can do this all solo. I still I talk about this often on this podcast. I know. Yeah. I'm one of the only guys left in all of broadcasting on the radio platform that everybody thinks, my agents, my everybody thinks I can do it all by myself. Or no, no, you don't need three co-hosts. And then I get up on the TV in the morning and I yep. turn it on. And one guy who's the biggest guy's got six co-hosts. And the other guy's got three. <laughs> right. My friend Stephen A brings in Mad Dog and Shannon Sharp and Molly and everybody. And he's got four. One love day, him, one day when you're in an insane asylum, yes. one day when you're in an insane asylum, people can say, well, why is JT in an insane asylum? And I will have the answer because you won't be able to, you'll be in the insane asylum talking to yourself in a room. And I'll say, well, because they locked him in a room and made him talk to himself for 27 years. <laughs> what I think would be even better than that is that when I'm in the insane asylum yes. with the jacket on, I can't reach for anything. That's when they're going to put four people in there with me <laughs> tell, and a microphone. That's when they're going to allow me to have a partner or two. Or three or four. So without that, as I often tell everybody, I've been very lucky. I'm a long form trucker. What I do on the radio is I do long form. And when I used to do eight hours a day or whatever I do, it would be like I was getting in the truck. I was getting in the truck in Montana. Right. And I was driving, say, to Kansas. And I was doing that ride all by myself, trying to stay up. And that's been my career is long form radio. (laughs) And the pleasure I've had with you for 14 years and others is that when I get an opportunity to listen and talk to other people, and other people are talking and I'm not, I'm really enjoying that more and more lately. Like the podcast work I'm doing with the Raiders, Raiders Roundtable, a plug on YouTube. Really proud of that. I got Lincoln Kennedy on it and young broadcasters, Q Myers, who's now with ESPN or Eddie Pascal. And, you know, I, I, I'm the leader of the podcast. I'm the one in the one chair, but I love getting everyone else involved because they're really good. And I don't have to talk the entire time. And uh, hopefully there's another path for me for less talking and Tom more listening. One of those guys that's put in the work 
uh, one of those athletes that put in put in the work because they don't always put in the work. They know how, but I think they just got sometimes got paid so much money that they're a little bit comfortable, but they don't put in the work. One of the athletes that's put in the work is Lincoln Kennedy. We worked with him at Fox Sports Radio. You still work with yeah. him on Raider Broadcasts, and he wanted to get better. He worked. He's worked at broadcasting like a lineman would work Monday through Friday. People don't realize that for Sunday and learning the plays and learning the blocks and learning the new system for the game this week. They don't realize the, uh, the amount of homework that uh, professional football players put in. And, and he's done the same thing with broadcasting. And he's, I hope he knows how good he is. Oh, my God, he's good. Yeah, another thing about Lincoln, when I when I do the home games at Allegiant Stadium and this last week in Chicago on the road, so I'm in the booth two hours before doing the pregame, and Lincoln walks in because he's going to do the Raider game with Jason Horowitz, who's the new play-by-play voice. And I always see Lincoln, and we've been friends for so long. I covered his entire career as a player. And he walks in, and I go, how you doing, Lincoln? And he just got off the plane from Utah or <laughs> California or Washington because he yeah. did a game. He did a game on Saturday or Saturday night on the wow. Pac-12 network or college football, and he had to get a plane, and thank God the plane was at the gate, and then he had to fly across country to Buffalo or Chicago, land that's amazing. the stadium and do a game. Wow. Now, that's real work when you have to get your ass to an airport to do your work consistently. Oh, that's, yeah. that's a part. I talked to Chris Myers on the show last night, yeah. Chris Myers, again, he'll do NASCAR. He'll do baseball in studio. And he does he's a football play-by-play play for Fox. Fox. Yeah. And he's got to get on planes, not private jets sometimes, but mostly commercial planes and get to these broadcasts. And you got to be on time. you got to be prepared. Then you got to go into meetings. So for all the broadcasters out there that have to sit their ass on planes in now 2023 where travel is – tougher than it was in 1951 right. in 1951 <laughs> with tin cans that were shaking right flights were on time on budget you knew when you were gonna go you knew you got when you prime were rib land. you got prime rib when you were you flying prime rib. They, they had knives on planes yes. like serrated <laughs> knives and you wore a suit now it's chaos to get from right. one city to another I used to work on Sundays, Saturdays and Sundays at yes. Fox Sports Radio. I, Saturdays, I did college football scoreboards and uh, three times an hour. Sundays, it was in the National Football League. And when I first started working there, Jim Lampley did one to four in the afternoon. And, you know, it was uh, when games were on. So Jim, it was uh, Jim, uh, Jim Lampley, Craig Scheman, and I were on the air covering NFL on Sundays. And on Saturday night... On Saturday night, Jim Lampley was calling fights on HBO. So he had to fly back from San Antonio or Madison Square Garden. Sometimes it was only Vegas. Mm -hmm. But uh, I, I always admired that, too. I was like, God, I know HBO was probably paying him a good fortune, but he was rolling out of bed, probably going to bed early, which isn't easy in Vegas, on a Saturday night and showing up on Sunday by 1 o'clock at Fox Sports Radio to do uh, to do radio, to do broadcasting, uh, you know, at the highest level when it's Jim Lampley. And uh, I really admired that because it was one of those things where he was grinding. He was grinding. It was great. If you go back to two weeks on the podcast, the JT and Looney podcast, you'll know that I officially, I officially went all in on Brock Purdy. I, yes, I didn't believe in him. I didn't believe in him. Just in how time. Could you, how could I believe in Mr. Irrelevant? Right. How could I believe in a guy who wasn't drafted he was the last pick, so he should have been undrafted one pick later. To be a third-string quarterback, which meant he wasn't supposed to be the two under any circumstance, 
Then he became the one. How would I believe in Brock Purdy? Then I finally said, all right, he's won 15 regular season games in a row. The ball came out beautifully. That Dallas game, he played beat the Cowboys in Santa Clara. So we went on this podcast, and I said, I'm done. I, I know when I'm wrong. I admit five times a day before breakfast when I screw up. I'm wrong on Brock Purdy. And he's had a brilliant quarterback rating. You know how I, I bank on that. And ever since that podcast, <laughs> ever he, since the he can't win a game. Ever he since can't win a game. He can't win the Cleveland Browns. Behind me, you see the Jim Brown jersey. They haven't been good since that guy behind me, Jim Brown, was in his <laughs> right, prime. Right. And then Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins, who's probably the worst primetime quarter, the best worst primetime quarterback in the yep. history of the NFL, yep. has the greatest game of his life, and Purdy ends the game with an interception. What the hell's going on with the 49ers? Well, what's going on with the 49ers is that they're the best team in the NFL offensively and defensively, sometimes week in and week out, and they've lost two games in a row. And uh, let's not have too much recency bias. The San Francisco 49ers can beat anybody. And the Minnesota Vikings, uh, that was an any giving Sunday type of game uh, on Monday night football. For, uh, for Kirk Cousins of the Vikings, because you know that. Kirk Cousins is a bum slayer, and he's always been. Not good on, in primetime, not good against good teams. So uh, that wasn't all Brock Purdy's fault. It's just like in Denver, where, where Russell Wilson's been a top-ten quarterback all year, and their defense is the worst in the NFL. And everyone's blaming Russell Wilson. And, and so the same thing going on right now, the San Francisco 49ers. They had a couple speed bumps here. But, you know, with my trusty quarterback rating, which is always in front of me, as you know, or it's up here in my head because I have almost total instant recall, the top five quarterbacks in the NFL. Now we've got some good math here now because we're going into week eight. Yeah, now, oh. now the math counts. I don't use the math the first three games. Okay. I don't look at stats. Okay. They're trends. They're not stats. But now the stats tell the story. And let me what, give what you, you got? Yeah, the, the stats only tell quarterbacks the story. in the NFL with above 100 quarterback rating. There's six of them. And by the way, Russell Wilson is this close. You can't see my fingers because it's a podcast, but you can see it if you're watching on YouTube, powered by Modelo. <laughs> my you. fingers are this close. Okay, here's the only quarterbacks in the NFL with an above, uh, above 100 quarterback rating. There's uh, six. At number six, because you like when I go backwards, that would be Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills. Mm -hmm. uh, if he doesn't fumble away uh, games, he'd be much better. At number five, Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs. At number four, Kirk Cousins, always good statistically, right? Yep. Uh, at number three, Lamar Jackson, Baltimore Ravens. Ooh, we'll get to him later on in the show. Yeah, who throws four touchdown passes, and then Fox will show him running a touchdown. They just got to show him running for some reason. They, people can't wrap their head around the fact that he's been doing this since Louisville. He's throwing five touchdown passes. They'll show him running. Uh, at number two, Brock Purdy, San Francisco 49ers with a 107. I haven't been reading the numbers, but and uh, the, the top-rated quarterback in the NFL, and it's always, it's almost always Tua Tungavaloa mm -hmm. of the Miami Dolphins with a 110 quarterback rating. He's uh, He's been number one almost all year. Yeah, and he's played nobody, by the way. Let me jump <laughs> into the podcast. He's played bleeping nobody. Every time uh, he's played someone good, he they, wins. He looks unbelievable. And every time he plays someone, you know, you know, you look at them. He plays someone who's not good. He wins big. He plays a good team. Yeah, the Dolphins have been beaten up on bad teams. Yeah, they're yes, good they're against tomato cans. Yep. yep. But I, they scare me because they, their coach, a good segue, their coach will call any play at any time. Yeah. That's another big thing I want to get into in this episode. I like coaches that at any time in a game will ramp up the offense and say, get get your ass out of the huddle. We're going no huddle, okay? 
We're going no huddle. You're professionals. We taught you in practice how to run no huddle. If you add up the game and take out halftime, and in this sport, unlike soccer, we, we stop after every play and everybody freaking huddles and takes a break. Unlike uh, soccer, where yeah. it's ninety minutes and we when don't. When we take were growing up, they'd smoke a cigarette. <laughs> yeah, and then we're running into a pile on second and yeah. seven. We'll just run it up the middle, right at the defensive tackle. What I love about the Dolphins is Mike McDaniel on any play will have three guys doing crossing routes, a guy running a bomb, a wheel route yeah. with the running back, and you're like, man, this is fun to watch. I want to see that type of football. Yeah, they'll, they'll run a reverse on, when they're on their own one. I mean, they, yeah, he, he's yeah, I, as a balls. I, the really the thing I'm loving about the NFL and Brandon Staley does it uh, for the Chargers is, you know, I always wanted to take the foot out of football <laughs> and yes. field, field goals are boring and punting is boring. And I think it should be like Pop Warner where you go for it on fourth down uh, every time. And because uh, no one can punt in Pop Warner. And uh, they do it. They, 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 the Chargers are they'll go for fourth and inches, and I know he gets a lot of crap for it, but they'll go for fourth and inches on their own twenty-five yard line at any given point in the game. And yeah, but the problem I with him it. is, hold on, the Eagles on fourth and a foot run the same play, yes. the tush push, right? And no one can stop it. It really they want to outlaw it. They really bring right. it up at the owners' meetings. We got to outlaw this. What do you mean outlaw it? You can't stop it. We're not going to outlaw it. The problem with Brandon Staley on fourth and one is he uh, he's on his own thirty and he throws a bomb. And you're like, Wait a second. What the hell are you know. doing? Hey, and, and I know, but that, it's, it's that, still a lot of fun. What's going on with your bills? I mean, really uh, going to lose that the Patriots? The Patriots were on life support. They were one in five dead, and then Mac Jones on that final drive is amazing, and the Bills get on the short plane ride. Back to Orchard Park at four and three, one and two on the road. Yeah, it's odd. And sometimes they do this. Hopefully, this is going to be the same case. They have an ugly loss early September, October, and hopefully, this is their ugly loss. They had Pittsburgh, I think, last year, whatever, and they'll they'll lose to a bad team. And the Patriots are a bad team. That people are very nostalgic about the Patriots and think something magical is going to happen, and it's not. And the Buffalo Bills, though, are so. There are several teams in the NFL. Or maybe it's just the league now has become this, like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and there are teams like that. I get to see the Rams week in and week out because they're always on television in Los Angeles. And, and uh, a lot of times I've always over the years, remember I used to work on Sunday, so I'd see all the games. But at home, we'll not get the package, so I'm forced to uh, broaden my horizons and see other teams play, and I go with what Los Angeles gives me. Well, and with so, the Rams, though, the Rams have recently won a Super Bowl. Right. The Bills have never won a Super Bowl. So yeah, you got to remember, right. their fans are tortured. The Rams don't have a lot of fans. People always bring this up. The Rams won the Super Bowl, the Super right. Bowl recently, yeah. and never moved the needle. Never moved the needle. It, it, it's it, a great it, topic. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. No one cared. They have a home field advantage once a year, this dirty secret, a home field event, and that's when they play the Cardinals because <laughs> the Cardinals don't have any traveling fans. But otherwise, the stadium is 70 to 80 percent full of full of Steeler fans and Cowboy fans and Raider fans. And another conspiracy. I know you love conspiracies. The NFL won't show the Raider game on Sundays. If they, yeah. if they'll, they'll, they showed us they showed us the Bills Patriots game rather than the Raider game because they don't want the Raiders building any more fans in Los Angeles because the Raiders have more fans in Los Angeles than there are Rams fans or Chargers fans. And they're trying to monkey with that. 
couple of quick games. So you mentioned Lamar and the Grandpa Lions. Looney used to use that term. They're trying to monkey with that. Shout out to Grandpa <laughs> Looney back in the day. A Lions scored six points. Everybody giving the Lions their flowers. Oh, Shout out to Benny yeah. Jet, the rock star from Detroit. Calls into my show now. Every week the Lions win. Well, the Lions, who play the Raiders on Monday Night Football coming up, the Lions went three and out on their first three plays. The Ravens scored three touchdowns. The game was over right. in the first quarter, 14 nothing. At halftime, it was 28 to nothing. At the end of the third quarter, it was 35 to nothing. Okay, we want to crown them. We want to crown their ass, the Detroit Lions. They're now five and two. That was their first road loss. But your guy, because you picked Baltimore to win the Super Bowl. Uh, round of applause to you. Thank you. That was one of the greatest regular season Raven games of all time. Back to Ray Lewis. They just said, no, look at us now. You haven't been looking at us. We're the Ravens. They're 5-2, and two, yeah. and their quarterback's back in the MVP race in Lamar Jackson. Absolutely. And remember, that was the first game at home, I think, in three weeks. They played in England. They played elsewhere. Yeah. And so this is, this is who you got to play when you're in Baltimore. That's the Ravens at home. We'll see how they start playing on the road. Their defense is the number one defense in the NFL right now. So, you know, when you got the when you got the defense, if if Lamar Jackson only has to get you 17 points, he's going to get you 17 points if the defense is only giving up, you know, 13 or 14. So, uh, and you know, and you know, I've been singing his praises, and he's been and he's, he has he's been uh, turning around and running straight into uh, to to linebackers lately, but early on in the season, but not now. And he throws darts. You know, all they they love, on the highlight shows they love to show him running for a touchdown. But what about the four touchdown passes that were lasers? He throws a beautiful ball, and I think we just get caught up in instead of comparing him to Steve Young, because he plays like Steve Young. But I think because Steve Young's white, nobody can. They have to compare him to Randall Cunningham and Michael Vick. Broadcasters do this all the time. They can't. They, do. First, they can't wrap their mind around comparing a black player to a white player. It's so weird. And and since we were since the 90s, I remember in the 90s, as I went into sports casting, I, I had been in music, radio, in the restaurant business, other things. But I, I knew I, I, a blind person had once said he could tell the race of a player by what the broadcasters say. Mm. So since the night you know, by uh, athletic, an athletic guy. Uh, he's real athletic. They'd be talking about a black guy or he's a hard worker. They'd be talking about McCaffrey. Right. <laughs> and uh, they're all working hard. They're professionals and they're all athletic. But uh, but they still do it. They still do it in 2023. You still hear the athletic thing. And you, uh, if you were blind, you would know they're not talking about McCaffrey. So they're still making that mistake all the, in another century. Uh, and that's, you know, it's just an unconscious thing that guys do. And it doesn't mean they're racist. It's just one of those unconscious things that people do. But you got to start showing highlights of Lamar Jackson throwing lasers instead of running for touchdowns. Please. If I just tuned into the podcast, I wouldn't have thought you were talking about Lamar. I thought you'd be talking about Division Two first ever start Tyson Bagent. As my wife and I were in Chicago having a, I got to get into the Chicago trip quickly, if you mind. Sure. You yeah. No, no. No. Go ahead. But anyway, I watched Tyson Bagent destroy the Raiders, not beat the Raiders. In a must-win Raider game, they won two in a row. I'm on the team playing. By the way, did you have to pull out your phone and look up Wikipedia and figure out who he was? Well, I did that Christ. during the week on all the Raider platforms. especially. Oh, and I did that, and I'm sitting there in the crowd at Soldier Field, and Tyson Bajan is running away from Max Crosby across his body, 
throwing a six-yard completion, three Raiders swinging and missing like it was one of those Roadrunner commercials or cartoons where <laughs> right. you know, Wiley Coyote and the road, and then the, he disappears. They, the runner disappears, gets another 11 yards, and I'm sitting in the crowd going, we're going to lose to Tyson Bagent, Division II quarterback, who literally was playing Division II last year, not for Alabama. He wasn't right. playing at Clemson. He was playing Division Two, and he beat an he was, NFL team. He was going team. up against Ithaca College last year. Right, he wasn't playing <laughs> Ithaca College or even Geneseo State, my school that doesn't have a football school, uh, and he wins the game there. So I just wanted to mention that. You hear the term, you saw the movie, Any Given Sunday. Take it from me. 25 years with the Raiders traveling all over the world, not over the country, the world, to watch him play. On any given Sunday, anybody can win. There's an upset or two every week. There's a game that you don't see coming. This is why gamblers throw their phones at TVs. Oh, this is yeah. why gamblers get divorced. Gamblers took a goes, bath last week. Yeah, gamblers go to their partners. Um, I didn't want to tell you this, but I lost all the money we had for yeah. rent. I, I didn't want to tell you this, but we're not going to be able to eat and go to a restaurant because I lost the money because I didn't think Tyson Bajan could play football and I thought they'd lose right. the game. This happens all the time. And, and the, the Detroit Lions, I think, were 15-3 and three against the spread in, oh. the la, in the last 18 games. And then they go out there and do that against Baltimore Ravens. And then, you know, it, it was such a, a, a money in the bank for the Raiders to win that game uh, against the Chicago Bears. Or if anybody's playing the Chicago Bears. And it also goes to show you how much we've seen this with quarterbacks and receivers in our lifetime. Mm -hmm. Quarterbacks have never been better. They come out of Iowa, right, and uh, and goes and waltz into the NFL, uh, you know, like Brock Purdy or Kurt Warner, and uh, and they're the best quarterback on the team. But the the coaches don't know it because they can't wrap their head around that that guy that's supposed to be on the practice squad being as good as he is, and then two people get hurt. And a lot of times, too, what they're doing is the best athlete, the best football player on the team, I guess they're making them quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson was probably the best football player on his high school team, right, and could have played any position. But instead of making him a running back or a wide receiver, they yeah. made him a quarterback. Yeah, and the Cam Newton's the largest person, would be the biggest guy in Super Bowl One, right? <laughs> he played quarterback. So, And in our lifetime, too, no, no receivers were catching balls with one hand. One hand. And now they just do it. They do it in practice. They don't, it's not some amazing thing that happens in a game. They practice that. It's incredible. Yeah, the only thing I want to push back on is, you know, in golf, when you had Tiger Woods and you looked at the entire field, the field was getting better. Now we're, there's no more Tiger Woods, really. He doesn't play that much. Right. The field is so deep in golf. Like the 90th player in the world can win. He's that talented. He hits the ball 340. Right. It's just a matter of making a couple of putts. I want to push back on you because I know oh. you're with TV and what you do. You see every game now and look at it from a gaming perspective. Okay. The garbage that the NFL put out, the product on this past Sunday, the garbage stenched up the joint. So you just said the greatest quarterbacks are now. No, 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 no. I got to push back on this. This last week from, and they play well, some of them, Gardner Minshew, and then we saw the play of Baker Mayfield, who I'm a Baker guy, didn't play well. You had... Jordan Love starting, Joshua Dobbs, Derek Carr was yelling at his teammates. One of the worst, I like Derek, one of the worst third down, third down performances in NFL history. Deshaun Watson got $240 million. He could barely stay on the field. Oh, who's in the nation's capital where the president lives? 
where Abraham yeah. Lincoln lived at one yeah. point in George Washington. You would think they'd have the greatest quarterback in the world. No, 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 no. Uh, that's Sam Howell. He was the quarterback in that market. Daniel Jones didn't play, so you had Tyrod Taylor, uh, Kenny Pickett. Hey, Tyrod Taylor has a, a great time. game every couple of years. <laughs> he does every few years. So I'm just saying, Mac Jones, who was basically out of a job last year, I thought he was out of a job when he lost to Vegas. There, Geno Smith, they're treating Geno, foreign to Geno, that he's as good as anybody who's ever played. Well, so he's a, he's a good chicken soup for the soul story. Yeah, he is, but that, yeah, Jerry, yeah you, you, you're cherry picking, but we I could, am cherry picking. It was an awful week for quarterbacks. It, it, was, a, it terrible was a terrible week. It was a other terrible than Lamar week. Jackson. But 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 when you take a look at the numbers that they're putting up, you know Terry Bradshaw's in the Hall of Fame, and I don't even think he completed fifty percent of his passes. And now you 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 can't start in the NFL if you're not completing 60, 75, 80 percent of your passes. Uh, Lamar Jackson, I'm pretty sure, has. Uh, I love the cat in the video. If you're on, <laughs> if you're watching this on YouTube, the cat. Wondering. And no know. disrespect. I'm a dog guy. I'm not a cat guy. No disrespect. I've never been a cat guy. I like dogs. You have dogs and yes. cats. Yes, right. You Five have multiple dogs. Multiple animals yes, in your right. home. We you had two mean? cats, but uh, you know we have coyotes in the neighborhood. So every once in a while, you're missing a cat, and that's probably the reason. <laughs> what is that like uh, as we pivot? And this is what we do best. <laughs> what is it like when there are mountain lions and coyotes I know. right where you work out where you walk and i always yeah. get concerned you're a big strong guy uh, but you're not hulk hogan and you're walking there on your trails and yeah people say oh look up there there's a mountain lion i worry yeah because I, I worry about the like? mountain lions and i have a thousand acres behind the house the public park it's not mine i'm not steven spielberg i have a thousand acres but <laughs> i uh I, and so it's a city park and i'm in the middle of the city it's not a popular one so uh, so the Lions could live there pretty much unbothered. But I think because I'm so far into the city, north of downtown, that I believe the mountain, there's no mountain lions in the thousand acres behind me. But it doesn't mean they could find a way there. That's what I worry about. I don't worry about the coyotes. Coyotes are cowards. Coyotes like bunnies and small cats. Coyotes, though, they don't, they're not going to go after your dog unless you've got a chihuahua. And, uh, and they don't go after any medium-sized. They're like a medium-sized dog, a coyote. So I'm not afraid of them. But they're like bears. They, they run away from you. Yeah, but, I live in Summerlin, Nevada, which is I, – I live right next to – I mean, right next to one of the greatest parks in the world, Red Rock. And Red Rock's a park, and it's just uh, gorgeous. And, again, we – every once in a while in Summerlin, there'll be a mountain lion. And you'll be like, oh, oh my, my God, that's our neighborhood. Look at oh, the beautiful wow. palm trees. Wow. And I know that house. I've driven by that house. Oh, there's a mountain lion there. <laughs> so you always have to be careful. Hey, with the yeah. clock ticking – with only seven minutes to go here, uh, I want to give you some rapid fire. Sure. I'm going to go with the Celtics to win the NBA title. I can't oh. believe I'm saying that with Chris Stapps Porzingis. I'm one of the only broadcasters who can say Giannis Antetokounmpo right. and Chris Stapps Porzingis. Not many broadcasters can do that. I'm a Nick fan. We're no good. I think that the Celtics that drew holiday coming over at the end deal was just, oh, my God, he got shipped to the outpost of Portland with the Damian Lillard deal to the Bucs, oh. and then all of a sudden the Celtics picked up the phone and got Drew Holiday to go along with what they have there. So I'm going to go with the Celtics, even though that pains me. I don't want to see Boston win anymore. What do you got to win the NBA title? I want Celtics. Well, I will tell you this. The NBA title odds, because I know you're a Vegas guy, yeah. uh, Celtics, Bucks, Nuggets, Suns, Lakers, and Warriors are the only teams that Vegas really believe in when it mm. comes to uh, – 
when it comes to win the NBA title. And it's plus fourteen, plus thirteen hundred for the Lakers. You put down a hundred, you win thirteen hundred. That's not a bad bet. The thing I worry about with my Los Angeles Lakers is uh, the age of LeBron James. And you know, and now with the new rule that you can't, uh, is he going to have to fake injuries in order to take games off? Oh, that's a to... great take, by the way. Yeah. Now that Adam Silver all of a sudden is saying you have to play basketball, you right. make three hundred thousand a night. Got to go to work. You don't want to play in a game. We have yeah. a new rule. The new oh, wait, rule you... is you got to go to work. Yeah. yeah. Wait till you see these guys get the doctor's note from the trainer. He yeah, really is good. sick. It's not COVID. He has the flu or he has a shin splint and he can't play back to back. Wait till those. Notes right. They're going to have to get Trump's doctor. <laughs> That's what they have to get. Into. And, uh, but in the opposite way, and it does uh, start telling people that the players are sick when they're not. And, you know, the Denver Nuggets were uh, were I'm not going to pick the Nuggets, but God, they were because they're in the mountain time zone. Nobody gets to see them very often. They shocked a lot of people last year as they just came through as the Lakers were so hot and ready to win the West. And the Nuggets just destroyed them that I still. Uh, Ooh, you're going back to back. Uh, no, I, I no, I'm not going to do that. Milwaukee Bucks, the Milwaukee Bucks, and Giannis Antetokounmpo, and now you know now, now that he's got great, t- better talent around him. Could you imagine if the Bucks, you know, they they won one in the '70s, and they got you know people complain, Laker fans complain, they got one from Lou Alcindor before he was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That's how long ago it was for the Bucks until they got another one with Giannis. I'm going with Giannis uh, and uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. What we watch, we love to wrap up the podcast, uh, watching a lot, but the David Beckham, Beckham documentary is so unbelievable because it's a true sports documentary. If you invested the time that I have in my life to learn about the Premier League, the Premiership, and the difference between Manchester United, Chelsea, Tottenham, Arsenal, like I did, and so I know Man United, and then I know I root for England in a weird way in the World Cup uh, because we stink at soccer. Our, our, uh-huh. our women are great. Our men stink. Now, have so you got I've English bl- roots, or is it just Irish and no, Italian? No, I just I, I like the history okay. of English soccer, okay. and so I like the history of it. And to see Beckham fail at a World Cup where he got a red card thrown out, and he was the most hated man, hated man in a country, and then built that brand up again to be captain of the England World Cup team going forward, married a Spice Girl. Might, might be the nicest guy of all time, but at one point, and I, I said this on the radio, Aaron Rodgers needs to watch this documentary because Aaron Rodgers is a celebrity in the United States. He is. Oh, but yeah, so RB is obsessed 10, with him. On a scale of 1 to 10, Aaron Rodgers' celebrity is at a 2 compared to Beckham at a oh, 10 true. globally. True. Like well, Aaron yeah, Rodgers Aaron Rodgers a, could go to Rome and no one would bother yeah, him. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers Beckham, got off a plane in Tokyo. Right. Not one person would know yeah, him. Beckham right. couldn't leave the airport. So watch the documentary on Netflix because it's when a sports documentary is about sports and then you got to get the celebrity in and you got to bring in the family and the parents and do that and they do it. They threaded the needle beautifully. It's a great sports documentary and you'll have a lot of respect for the celebrity, the business, the success, and how good-looking of a man he is and his wife and how unique she is. I really enjoyed watching Beckham. You know, I didn't realize this, but I always said I was Irish and Polish. But Mm -hmm. my great-great-great-grandmother Mary, who died in Elmira, uh, far too young at age 62 in 1893, (laughs) I'm looking at her death notice here, was born in London. 
So I actually have a, uh, I have some English in my background as well. Have you done any genealogy? Well, I know there's Italian on my dad's side, right? and French, and my mom, O'Connor. There's Irish side. My sister. By the way, the the the, the Irish Italian thing describe is, is that is my friend Jimmy has your exact personality. Exactly. My sister, one of my two sisters, my sister Dana does great with that. The genealogy of the family uh-huh. knows more about that. Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot of different blood running through me. Isn't that uh, amazing? I like to drink a pint of Guinness. I like yes. to have a glass of wine. So you know that. But in a in a former life, I still think you were a guy who gave uh, cemetery tours. You're fascinated <laughs> by cemeteries. Oh, yes, you I really am. are. You're, you're, especially the one in Elmira. Yeah, it's one of your I'm, favorite. I'm the guy in the family about. who knows where everybody is. I'm the guy. Yeah. I take my brother. I'll take the family. I took my uh, my niece. When I was back there in July and took her around to show her the house that my great, great, great grandmother Mary died in, which is still there, and uh, took her to the cemetery and, uh, and uh, gave her the genealogy tour. So that's interesting. You think I'm, I also think I worked on a boat because whether it's a canoe or the Queen Mary and everything in between and the show Below Deck Mediterranean, there's a new season going on. And it's and that's so much in my wheelhouse. I love boats. I love Europe. And the and the, the show below deck is also the restaurant business. I owned restaurants, and, and and so when people rent rich people rent yachts, it's all about the food. So I uh, I, I I'm, I'm so as far as what I'm watching, the new season with Captain Sandy and the crew on Below Deck Mediterranean. Can't get it's enough t- of it. It's Looney on TV. It's JT the Brick on Twitter for both of us. The new YouTube page. YouTube, JT the Brick YT, Instagram, JT the Brick Hits. And with less than 30 seconds, Tom, do you have a plug for any of your other platforms? Oh, no, I don't. I don't. Twitter, Looney on TV, Benny versus the Penny on NBC Sports Networks uh, throughout the United States of America, the greatest country on earth. And I've had a couple other things in development which we can't talk about yet. It's unbelievable that you would make it this far with us. That's really cool. Thank you for listening to all 37 minutes and 37 seconds of the JT Looney podcast. Can't believe you made it this far. 38 minutes and 38 seconds. And you're still listening. Thank you so much. You win the Jerry Coleman Award. It used to be the Michael Ryan Award, but I don't know if he's listening all the way through these days. Haven't heard from him. But thank you for listening to all 38 minutes and 38 seconds of the JT and Looney podcast, nevertheless. Brought to you by Bet Online, where the game starts, and Modelo, where the drinking starts. <laughs>